Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to this episode of the Ace of Spana podcast, hosted by your boy right here, Anthony Spana. On today's episode, I am joined by Jace Lopez. Man, one of my favorites in this industry, one of my good homies. Um, I'm glad to finally have him on. On today's episode, we discuss a little bit of meal plans versus macros, food quality versus quantity, um, success. Man, we go into a bunch of different rabbit holes here, so hope you guys enjoy. Um, as you guys know, the podcast is teamed up with Morphogen Nutrition to offer you guys the best supplements in the industry, hands down. No one even comes close. You guys can use code SPADA for 10% off all supplements. And as you guys know, I am the owner of Symbiote Strength. I am looking on taking on a few more athletes right now. So if you are interested, go sign up. Application is in the show notes. You can also DM me at SPADA Fitness on Instagram if you guys are interested in applying. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get to this episode. Let's welcome on Jace Lopez. Because you have like a bare bones gym, but if it's a good environment, good atmosphere, good people go there, that was, that's what makes the gym, you know? Yeah, dude. That's, but having, having good equipment for sure helps. Having good equipment helps for hitting the body parts that you need to hit. Like my back is kind of like even Mark has kind of said, like my back's kind of like transformed in the past few weeks. Yeah, just from awesome. the just from New the stimulus. pieces that just from the pieces that I've had there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of easier. It's like easier to hit lats. Like when you don't have to rely on like dumbbells and everything to do it. And you kind of have machines. Like, I feel like people always shit on machines. Yeah. But machines do a lot of work, especially when it even comes down to like, everybody wants to be it's so cool to use a barbell, but a lot of movements actually, I find with barbell, like they don't hit the muscle fairly. Like you don't feel it as well as you do with mm-hmm. a machine, especially with a machine that's designed really well. Like there's sure, pieces sure. that are designed horribly, but there's good pieces like hammer strengths, like inclined chest press is like one of the best ch- inclined chest presses you can get. And it's like, it just hits it so differently Perfectly. than if you were on a barbell where like mm-hmm. you have so many stabilizers and so many different things like playing different roles. And it. it's about how you build too, how long your humerus is, where, yeah. where, where your, uh, your, your GH joint sits, you know? So if you see a little more forward, you're trying to row, you you know, come forward every time and hit your back, you know? So not everybody's meant to for sure uh, do free weights, especially for, for back exercises. So yeah. as complex as that. And is that your gym? Is that do you? So I, I don't own that gym. I'm, I'm actually okay. leasing inside. So I actually have my own place, which is awesome. Um, it was about 2,500 square feet. Now I'm in, uh, shoot, we got 30,000 square feet. And uh, I lease inside there. So uh, my gym, uh, my part, my section is about 8,000 square feet. It's awesome, man. Huge blessing. Got uh, got everything I need there. I've had more equipment. So my goal is to have three of everything. Like, I want three hack squats, <laughs> three like presses, like everything, you know? So You also had the pendulum squat, dude. That was yeah, the one yeah, thing. yeah. That's like how we kind of started. Like, I remember seeing it on your story, dude. I we don't have one. I want to try it so badly though. It's, it looks it's like sick. it hits the quad oh, so freaking dude, nice. I actually I got 10 nice from it. Really? <laughs> like, it, it hits him so well. And I was doing it every week. Just once a week, I'll hit legs this week right now. And uh it, it's hit him so well that like uh, every week I get a little more sore. I mean my knees so sore, you know. I got 10 nice from it, so I did I lay off it. Now I'm just on leg press right now, you know. So uh <laughs> it, it's really fun, man. It's a humbler for sure. Like the range of motion, like uh, most machines are on track, you know, like a hack squat, it's on yeah. track, you know. This one is on a pendulum, you know, on, on like a vector here, you yes. know. So um the 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 the, the um Strength curve never it never stops. It's like heavy here and heavy all the way to top here, you know. So it, it's rough, man. But uh, it, it works for sure. I create a lot of my quad growth recently to that machine. Yeah. No. I um. What do I do? So we have like an Arsenal or Nebula hack squat. Um. Nice. And I'm like Nebula is awesome. And it has like those. It has like those stoppers at the bottom, which kind of like they kind of take with you. Like it's not like okay. you hit the bottom and you kind of like shove. It kind of gives a little bit. It's like a shock. Okay. 
Okay. So sharp versus similar. Okay. Yeah. Um, but one thing is I'm way too short. So like when I go down, like I'll hit the stopper. The whole time. So I have to like, so I have to use a, um, so the one Real thing plate. that I do is I see a lot of people is I um, actually use, what is it? A, uh, a foam roller behind yeah. my shoulders. Yeah. So yeah. It yeah, keeps yeah. my body kind of a bit more up so I can get mm -hmm. more knee flexion without having to hit that bottom. And it nice. kind of like takes all the weight away. Yeah. Which, uh, I've, I've got a little bit of knee pain from it. You, um, I might've had an ice pack or two on my legs recently from it, yeah. but it hits the quad. But when you get like a ton of knee flexion on a hack squat the right way, it's just like nothing, Smokes nothing beats a, nothing no, beats a no. hack squat or like you're doing it right now. Like a horizontal leg press, like the one I posted, that yes. thing is like ours Insane. is just like straight, ours straight, is just straight, straight. And yep. it's like, and man, dude, my, my legs have like blown up recently. Mm -hmm. Like my, my legs are just, I'm like, I haven't felt this stimulus since getting back into the gym after they were closed. For sure. Like, for sure. Like so nice. And, and, and you know, cause it's horizontal, the weight curve, the, again, the strength curve never stops. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. it's heavy here, heavy there. Yeah, like they suck. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> they are awful. They're so much worse, but you can also just ban a, you could ban a 45 degree if you really wanted to get the same effect. The but same. I also exactly. don't, for some reason, I don't know about you, but I personally don't like it. Like it just doesn't fit. Like, like I can get so much more knee flexion on a mm -hmm. horizontal leg press than I can yeah, yeah. out of a, out of a uh, 45 degree one. For sure. For sure. I mean, the, you know, the 45 has more hip flexion, you know, cause yeah. you're, you're literally, your, your, your hips bending as you, as you come back while the other one is just, it's just all knee flexion for sure. You know? Yeah. So, well, welcome to the show. Um, you know, we actually had this a long time coming. I actually asked Jace a long time ago to actually come on the show and we finally got it. Um, me and him have had some pretty cool conversations over the past few months. Um, he shares a lot of my content, um, and it's just pretty cool because he makes great content too as well. He's one of the best coaches that I know. Um, I go to him actually for advice often sometimes. Um, he's seen some of my people. He's seen some of my things. He's actually helped me with one of my clients. Um, he's actually now progressing really well. Um, he's, still, awesome. Good he's still going up in weight. I think he's up like 10. He's up like 13 pounds out from where we got him at his lowest. So we did like a nice little primer phase in the beginning, fed him up a little bit. His body weight came down from like 175 to 171. And now he's at like 184 ish. Awesome. awesome. So, you know, and in fact, since, since September, you know, being natural, like you can only take it so far. I find that's like, that's really slow progression mm -hmm. with, I don't know if you, do you coach natural competitors still? I mean, you have a lot of lifestyle people. So um, with competitors, do you coach a lot of natural competitors? I think when people see me and see I'm a bodybuilder, they assume like I coach other bodybuilders, you know, but yeah, I, I'd say 9% of my clientele are gym pop, you know, yeah. um, and mostly like middle-aged women, <laughs> like, I yeah. guess that's what's my clientele, you know, because I know that's one who can actually spend the money, hire a coach, you know, but uh, they're more driven to follow, follow through with plans and uh, they know the value in it, you know, so, uh, but uh, I, I do have a lot of natural people, uh, it's, 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 same, say, I'll coach them any differently. You know, people are like, how you coach this person, this person? You coach them the same, you know? So, of course, yeah. if they're enhanced, they have a fast recovery. Uh, you can feed them a little more, you know, um, and push them a little harder without deloading. But, uh, no, I mean, same thing. Yeah. And how are you feeling now being at, what are you at, like 280 pounds? <laughs> I woke up at 284.5. <laughs> so, right now, I, I actually, I actually my pre-workout meal. I'm on, on train for this. I always get real sleepy if I'm ill, so fall asleep on you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Trust me, dude. I'm the same, dude. I'm the same way now. I take my pre-workout meal and like, everybody's like, dude, stuff. I feel so great. And I'm like, I don't no. know what you're, I don't know what you're taking, but like, no. I feel like I want to go take a nap after yes. a pre-workout meal. For sure. Well, it, it was energizing when it was like, you know, 
uh, 200 carbs, you know, now, yeah. now it's like 250 carbs with like 10 grams of fat and like 60 protein, dude. Like I'm just like, I need to lay down for now, right now, you know? So, but no, nah, man, uh, uh, food's going great. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, my coach is Austin Stout, which is a really good guy. I've been coaching the past two years, which is awesome. But, uh, yeah, he wants to get the 300 pounds, got hold there for a while, you know? So, uh, just eating, getting comfortable and, um, just kind of suffering right now, you know? Yeah. I don't get how, the, I don't get how you eat that much. I don't get how you eat that much food. That's a, I'm eating a lot right now. Like I'm at like 500 grams of carbs and I'm like, I'm struggling. Good. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I've been at 500 grams of carbs, I think for the past like two months. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm good. But now my body weight's not starting to stay, not starting to move anywhere. It's starting to just yeah, stay. Like, oh, and, push like, up. and I'm like, Oh no, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for the day that Marco's time to push up more food. Right, and I'm going to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm like, we're good. I was like, let me just, let me just make a, let me just make chicken shakes while I'm at it, you know? <laughs> and, and what I learned is that uh, you hit your threshold, you know? So I'm still doing whole food, still doing rice, mobile, cream of rice. You, you get that threshold where you literally can't eat any more of that main um, uh, carb source. You just add honey, fruits, yep. uh, uh, gummy bears, literally whatever outside that, that don't, that doesn't take that much uh, volume into your, your, your stomach, you know? So uh, that helps a lot. No, learn your threshold and kind of sit and build around that, you know? But honestly, I'm at 850 carbs right now on training days. Every carb he adds, I just put my intro. I'm like, hey, two carbs. I'm like, all right, more intro. You know, my intro is like 100, uh, shoot, 190, 200 carbs now, you know? So uh, yeah. I, I, have to, I have to drink it with half a gallon of water just to get it like. No. Oh, no. Oh, we still there? Oh, oh boy, we lost it. Oh God, if it if it pauses okay. people, we've lost connection. <laughs> we've lost connection real quick. No, dude, I'm at like 120 grams of carbs right now in yeah. my intro, and I'm like, I use like a 40. I use whatever like the big 30, yes. the big 42 ounce bottle, and I'm like, that's starting to be a lot. Like it's just it's like, starting to be a lot. It's just like you try to pose after you after you like take in the intro, and you're like. I look like shit. Not you think chance. you would look good afterwards? Like, and then you're just like, my stomach is so descending right now from like just taking in so much carbs that you're like, I don't even want to pose. Like I have a pump no. going. I look great, but I, but my stomach does not look great. <laughs> when you wake up full, like you wake up in the morning and you're still just standing like, Oh my God, I'm so, I'm so full from yesterday. You know? Oh, that's, see, I haven't gotten there yet. Bless. Oh, okay, I, have, okay, gotcha. bless I have not gotten there yet. I still see abs in the morning. I still see slight bit of abs in the morning. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's funny because like you know I, I preach my clients like if, if we're making progress we're uncomfortable you know you, you have yeah. to get comfortable progress and like some days where i'm like man screw this dude like i'm just gonna start playing golf or something you know yeah. uh but having austin that dude eats uh 12 uh 1200 carbs yeah. some days i'm like okay no i'm fine <laughs> you know so having yeah. him be like you know like lead me like hey he's doing this i do this it helps a lot you know yeah the one time i the one time i told mark I finally started to like, it was at like 400 some grams of carbs. I forget what it was at. It was at like 450 or something. Like he moved up carbs like multiple weeks in a row. And then um, I got hit with it. I got hit with like the hunger. I felt nothing. Like I just didn't want to eat food at all. Mm -hmm. And then I said that in my check-in sheet. And then the next thing he goes, he goes, well, imagine you're me and you're eating like 900 grams of carbs and like a hundred and like 150 grams of fat a day. Like, yep. like think about- yep. 
how I feel when I'm eating like almost double the amount of food you are. And then Literally I was like, double. yeah, you know what? Um, 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 um. Seriously, seriously, <laughs> seriously. And, and, um, and you know, it, it gets to a point like right now, like I'm not hungry at all. I have no appetite. I could barely taste food. You know, like, uh, like we, yeah. we had a little free meal last night, you know, so we ate some Mexican or whatever, you know, like when we eat. And like, I was like, how's it taste? She's like, good. I'm like, oh, I can't even taste it. Like, it just tastes <laughs> like food. Like, food it literally just tastes like food, you know? So, yeah, it all blends in. It all blends in, like, literally. But my, my, my brother hormone is so saturated. Like, it's, it's like, please stop. Please stop, you know? So, well, uh, you got but, a while left. That's 15, oh, 15 more, man. 15 more pounds is a lot to even get to 300. I, 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 hope, I hope he means, like, in, the, in like before I go to bed, 300, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, we're I'll almost there. there. Soon. Yeah, yeah, we're almost there, bro. We're almost there, you know? So, no, I mean, I'm not competing again. Just, when are you competing again? I competed in uh, uh, November 2020. So that's about six, seven months ago. So I'll, I'll probably compete again like next November, you know. So I'm not I'm no rush at all, you know. So yeah, uh, slow say slow steady for sure wins a race, and the longer you hold on to his tissue, the longer you keep it in prep, you know. Yeah, oh, I think that's a big thing that people don't understand is like, you know, everybody. It's so crazy because people. The biggest thing I try to get over to my gen pop athletes is I'm like, it's going to take you a lot longer than any of my competitors because those guys are like robots. Those guys are legit, not, they're not human. Like these guys execute, like it's nothing. They, they know when they're stressed, like they literally can feel when they're stressed and they know how to adapt to it pretty quickly. They, they prioritize their sleep, like to the max, like they, they, they have set times for everything. They don't live lives fairly like as you do. I'm like, your life is different. Your work life stress can be up one day. Stress can be down. Your weight's going to fluctuate many different pounds. Like throughout, it can fluctuate many different pounds throughout the week. I was like, it's going to be a lot slower. It's going to be a lot of like, your body's going to maintain, especially when it comes like fat loss. I'm like, your body's going to maintain. You're going to feel hungry. And that's good because watch what happens when you feel hungry and your body weight starts to maintain. That's when you'll start to see that shift slowly start to go down, slowly start to come. Because I actually have someone who, freaked out about it today during check-ins he he lost like a pound and a half last week this week he maintained his weight like maybe slightly up and but he's feeling way more hungry and i was like okay we're just gonna ride this out watch what happens i was like you're gonna feel you're gonna notice once your stress comes down once we prioritize sleep again like those two things got in the way a little bit this week Mm -hmm. watch what happens your body's gonna just like respond like that but i feel like with gen pop people you have to explain like hey if we as bodybuilders take two years off to grow, like you guys are going to have to take a lot longer and it takes us anywhere from 20 to 25 weeks to prep. Like it could take very, a while. Very aggressively. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And that's fairly aggressive. Like even mm-hmm. for natural athletes, you see a lot of them do like, I mean, Eric Helms and them, I might be in more of the extreme where they do like Six 50, like 50 week preps. And I'm like, I'm like, holy God. I'm like, but there's like many diet breaks within that. I'm like, it just I'm takes sure. a while to get where you are. It's going to take twice as long as you think. Like mm-hmm. people like that famous quote, people underestimate what they can do in a year, but they overestimate what they could do in a month. Like, exactly. so it's kind of just crazy to kind of get that over to people like saying like, Hey, I'm not competing for two years. But then like, they're like, what do you mean? They're like, well, it takes a while to get results. <laughs> especially where I'm at. I've been doing this since 2014. My first show was 2014. Okay. And uh, so I'm, I'm what, seven years in, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm scratching for, for muscle. Like literally I'm, I'm doing yeah. everything right. Sleep, food, supplements, uh, uh, stress. You're tall everything. dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm 6'2 also, which was doesn't help at all, you know, but um, uh, I'm, I'm scratching for, for muscle here, you know? So like, 
it takes, it take, I know it takes going to take two years to even make a dent in my physique at this point, you know? So, yeah. Um, but I, I think half our job as, as coaches is to give them realistic expectations, you know, cause they're so used to like, Hey, drop 20 pounds in two weeks. And, you know, just take this, this juice and you lose it all. We're like, no, no, Hey, it's going to take about six months to even get a base started, you know, and then a year to get with what's, what's in your head for two months, I said take a year, you know? So, uh, and, and you know, when, when they kind of buy and say, I trust that process, that's when we start seeing results and almost relax, you know, cause the ones who are always like so, so, uh, uh, anxious to like get results, they never see results. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. kind of like slow down, like, okay, well I'm ready, Jay. So I'm ready. Hey, you know, that's when it's kind of, it kind of starts flowing in naturally. Right. Yeah, no, I always, those are the guys that I'm like, the guys that just go out and they just say, yes, I always say this, people hate it. But the people that just trust the coach and they're like, yes, men, they're just like, yeah, Yeah. they're like, yeah, I do it. Yeah. They're like, yes, I'll get it done. Yes, I'll do this. (laughs) It's like those guys are the ones that consistently get added food if they're trying to gain muscle or they or they drop fat pretty quickly. I also tell people there's also anomaly. There's genetic components with every single thing we do, no matter if it's calories in calories out. There's people like I can feed someone initially and like they'll drop weight. Like I have an athlete right now who. You know, I fed him right. Like I fed him up the right way. And it's just like his weight's gone down like 10 pounds in nine weeks Mm -hmm. where someone else, Hey, we've gone down like three pounds in nine weeks. It's a very big difference between people and how they respond, especially when it comes down to like, you got to take into all the factors, like muscle composition, like all these different, all these different aspects to an athlete that they have. And that's really where I think you're right where the realistic expectations come. Like if you've never been in the gym, if you're a new beginner and Hey, you have a little fat on you, it's, it's, it's going to be okay to see the scale go up for a little bit and like kind of maintain, like if you get like, like the athlete that I have six pounds up, but his composition is starting to get better and better. He start, you could see his arm size got better. His legs got bigger. There's many different components to it that like, especially for a beginner, I'm like, they're teaching those guys is like a next level. Like when you could teach beginners, like if you can coach beginners, I'm like, that's, that's a next level type of coaching. Like you think the, it's so easy, but it's not. No, no. The, the process takes so long. Like, like, you know, like say if you have an athlete who says yes, like your updates last two seconds, they do this. All right. Perfect. You know, we're, we're, we're a beginner. You have to literally walk them through every single step and then repeat that twice. Cause they'll miss it. Or like, just totally like nothing's important, you know, like, yeah. you know, I, I, I highlight updates. Like, hey, it's important. Read this tweet <laughs> a few times, you know? So uh, having beginners, man, it's literally, literally two, if not three times more work than having athletes or people who are more muscle responsive. Yeah. I always find, Oh, well, you have the benefit too, of you also in-person train too, as well. Yes. So especially yes, yes. for those beginners, it's, I think it's definitely more now. Do I have a few beginners who I online coach? Absolutely. Is it, is it definitely longer? 10 times longer. If I was able to get into the gym with them, like within the first month, they would be nailing down. They would be nailing down every single exercise, like within those first few weeks, like correctly. Whereas it could take a few months to even nail one exercise. Like it's like, that's what's taken me. Like I remember sending, I send these same videos over and over again of me doing the form and until mm-hmm. they get it and they consistently get better and better and better, but it takes exactly. a while. Oh, so oh for could, sure, for sure. But I could see the in-person training definitely for a beginner is way, way more beneficial. It, it's for sure a lot more streamlined. Um, but I, I don't, you do like I do, you class see videos of them training. Yeah. Yes. And, and they're like, 
you know, in person, I could fix it right then and there. Like, hey, do this, do this, do this. You know, you kind of just form them as they go on. But um, online, this video, I answered that night or whatever, and then I fix it next week, and then maybe fix it next week. You know, so it's a lot longer process because the, the steps have to be taken to to correct it, then fix something else, and tell me get tighter. You know, yeah. <laughs> one person, you could be there to actually walk through through that uh, a lot quicker. You know. Yeah. And now let's get into your the main topic that we actually wanted to talk about today: uh, meal plans versus macros. Man, yes. the we're going to discuss, I guess, meal plans versus IIFYM because I have a very strong opinion on IIFYM. Like after, after being a coach and being in this for so long and seeing what gets results, to be honest, I think it's meal plans. I think the best results come from, hey, the coach knows exactly what you're putting in the body and, you know, how, and, you know when it's going in, you know, what nutrients are being partitioned when and how it's done. Whereas IIFYM, in my opinion, benefits more of the advanced guys because they make, you probably have seen this, they make meal plans out of their macros anyway. Like that's, that's the difference. Everybody wants to fit in a fucking pop tart into their, into their damn macros. I'm like, okay, you try to fit in that and like some candy and then like you're, and then you complain to me that you're bloated. Well, like I'm taking away that shit and you're going to be eating more whole foods. Like sorry but like it, there's there's just a difference in what you see and what you get for sure for sure uh like, like you said it, it's a lot more accurate you know because uh if you send somebody macros who's never um died before their life or have a type of food education they're just gonna try to fit like you said whatever in there some gas there's some beef jerky with some pop tarts and uh <laughs> some butter you know so um uh being able to literally uh build a, a program from what you think and what you what, what they enjoy eating you know and have them follow it it's a lot more accurate because uh recently i had clients he's, he's actually pretty advanced too <laughs> well i see that uh he was uh <laughs> he was uh he's uh dying for the past six months and uh put me in cutting phase so all my cutting phases for clients is all meal plans you know and uh, I was like, hey, man, look, here's a real plan. He looked over. He's like, oh, hey, Jace, you have uh, 300 grams of rice here. That's too many carbs, man. I'm like, oh, no. I mean, what, you know, what do you mean? He's like, well, 300 grams of rice is 300 carbs. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so he's been under eating rice like this whole time, you know. So, and he even knows a, lot, a good amount, you know. So it just shows you it's foolproof, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, a, a lack of variety also helps new people and, and people in general, you know. Because, I mean, yeah. you, go, you go to Netflix, what do you do? You scroll. You scroll for, for half an hour. You're like, I didn't pick a movie yet, you know? So, you know, having like, literally just, hey, just eat these three meals five times a day or, or whatever uh, kind of uh, um, uh, structure you build there and have them do that. It, it, it simplifies it for them to keep a lot more simple, a lot more less stressful for them, you know? Because a lot of clients are professionals, you know, they have like full-time careers would be nurses, doctors, lawyers, whatever, you know? They don't have time to really sit down and build out a meal plan that's going to fit their macros and be some good choices, you know? Uh, of course, and then they got to fish around through the app to find a, a legitimate, uh, you know, um, um, app that has like the right right amount of uh, macros oh, in it. You dude, know? You, so God, I can go into a whole thing about my fitness pal and trying to create one of those. Like it's like, man, <laughs> it's it's tough, man. It's tough, you know. Um, but for sure, having less stress for them is is that deal for us because they hired me because they don't think you know like you hired me to think for you, you know. So if I tell you exactly what to eat, uh, there's no thought process you just got to follow, you know. But um, um, I think the biggest thing for us as coaches is we have more variables to play with. 
you know? So if I'm eating this structured meal plan for six, six weeks, you know, and also you got run into a digestion issue. I know it's not from your food. Well, most likely it's not from your food. You know, it's from stress. It's from, from some, some other variable in your life, uh, in your lifestyle that's, that's come up that I can fix there, you know, but if we reflect the diet, like, Hey, eat this, Jace, man, I'm digest, I'm, I'm in, I'm in digestion. I can't, I'm not eating the bathroom. I'm not sleeping. Okay. What's going on here? You know? So, cause you know what, they, what they're eating, you know? Yeah. I think it, like you said, it is foolproof. I think mm, it's just like, now I do a little bit of mixed. So I, so for some of my guys who I know, know exactly how to do it, they do a semi. So I'll handle like their peri-workout nutrition. Cause I think that's the most important, most important the sure. most important thing to handle, especially as like myself, where do I increase all my calories for most of my guys during growing season in those three meals? Like I rarely like to put food outside of that unless it's, Hey, we got to get calories in. And I've not had to run into a situation where I have a guy on like, like you, where you might be like 800 something grams of carbs. So it's just like add food. Now it's kind of like add food kind of like anywhere um, directly. So I think that really plays a role in it. I also, I also think you're right too, with the digestion issue as well. I think being able to see, Hey, this person is experiencing indigestion you're like, what's it from? Whereas I have some people who do do macros and it's like, okay, what are you getting? Okay. Like, how's your sleep? Like, it's like a million, you have to get a million exactly. questions to see exactly. it. Whereas it's like, Hey, this day I got bloated after something. It's like, okay, well, how was your stress? Then you look at the stress level and exactly. then like, it's so much easier to go down the line and look at mm-hmm. the different things rather than, Hey, what's your food selection there exactly. or what you're doing? Are you not breathing? Maybe it's like you're not doing deep breaths and stuff like that, like afterwards. So that's what I find is the convenient part of, of meal plans comparatively. Now everybody can go into yada, yada, yada. Meal plans are illegal. Um, whatever. <laughs> We're just going to avoid that. Um, oh, oh, so, so, oh, oh, hold on. So, so uh, in my meal plans, I put um, uh, mock meal plan. So I've heard as long as you put mock meal plan, you can't get sued. So <laughs> yeah, I put, I put sample. I'm like sample. I'm like sample meal plan. Um, but I also find like the variety. It's more so the variety. I think that's the thing. Like you, from what I see in your thing, it's more like, like you show some of your emails, you show some of your check-ins and it says like, Hey, pick these three meals or whatever. Yes, yes. Like it's not, we're not restricting people on what they can have. We're actually, we actually add varieties in, but what we do is we take the thinking of the amounts of food out of it. Like you can, like we have different types of proteins in there. We have different types of carbs, but they all equal the same amount of carbs. Exactly. Like it's like, that's how we increase a variety. It also increases, like you said, the knowledge base of the person. So it gets them more aware of what, I think it gives them also the benefits of what whole foods truly does to the body. Exactly. And, and uh, kind of go back to what you said about the figure, you know, asking more questions to figure out what was the issue. Yeah. Our goal as coaches is, is we're, we're going to run into issues, correct? You know, yes. we're always going to have yeah. some type of issues on the line, you know, um, how, how fast can you figure it out? You know, because if it's, if it's six weeks to figure out why not digest well, I'm not doing a good job, right? Yeah. You know, so I, I, have, to, I have to kind of, you know, coach enough people to get enough experience to know, okay, what's the problem happened last time? Let me try this right here, you know? So, um, but as, as far as the variety goes, you know, um, I, I, co- I coach, if you have a four or five meal, meal, meal plan, I do, uh, I do three meals, you know? So it's like, Hey, you prep two meals, two meals and one meal, you know? So it's easier for them. Cause I, I know trainers are like, Hey, you have five meals. I'm like, 
who has time prep five different meals? You know, like, like unless you <laughs> just sit home all day, you know, that's great, you know, but you know, uh, again, there's, there's merit and simplicity and uh, people, the easier it is for people to follow the uh, better, they're going to be able to um, adhere to it and enjoy a lot more too, you know? Yeah. I'm like a, I'm like a prep. I'm like, Hey, prep two to three protein sources, prep two to three carb sources, prep, prep a few veggies, yeah. And then have a few fruits available. And then just, that's it. Literally, you're going to go. That's, that's your grocery list. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, get some, and I'm like, get some olive oil. And then if you want, you know, add in some dark chocolate, if you need to, you know, it's a great thing. What, what, what fats do you use for clients mostly? I'll, um, so training rest day, um, olive oil, dark chocolate, avocado. Like okay. I do a lot of the regular monounsaturated. I'm very, I mean, we could very much agree that you should stay mostly monounsaturated fats for inflammation reasons. Um, on training day, I like to use, um, I like to use coconut oil or MCT oil, um, outside. Like if it's like first meal or something and need fats, then I'll do like olive oil. Like, but Mm -hmm. mostly I use coconut oil then because it's going to be transferred within the workout. It's going to be used. So it's going to, so those have their benefits, but those are kind of the main sources I kind of stick to also nuts. Cause I'm a big oh, fan. Yeah. I, I like almonds. So, oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. so you can't, yeah, I can't go wrong with that. But dark chocolate is my little, when you get to higher enough fats and you're like, I kind of need, you know, I you need fats. It. You're like, this is a great way to get in fats without having to like increase a ton of like volume. Like I don't want to be drinking olive oil. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey, I'm there now, bro. <laughs> I'm there now. <laughs> what's your, what's your, uh, what's your favorites to go to for? I, I, I like olive oil and uh, coconut oil. I like coconut oil a lot because it's easy to measure, you know, because a lot of people with liquids, they always like do a little too much, too little, you know? Oh, yeah. if, I, if I put it on the scale and pull out seven grams of olive oil, uh, seven grams of coconut oil that's seven grams of fat you know so it's e- e- real easy for them you know they carry with them without trying to worry about spilling it or some of that you know so uh coconut oil is really good uh a staple of my plans for sure yeah so kind of going shifting or i'm trying to think what when is when do you find maybe macros to be more beneficial is there ever a time when you find macros to be a little bit more beneficial to to the athlete so let's say I've been coaching clients for like four years, you know, like we, we've cut in reverse enough that they, they're uh, metabolically flexible, you know, yeah. they, have the, they have the body they want. We kind of just, just, just coach them for the accountability part. You know, I like to go to macros, kind of just kind of give them like a real world, almost like introduce them to like intuitive eating. Like, you know, cause you don't need a coach forever. You don't, you know, yeah. you might not have a, a strict of goal forever or the time to, to have to track your food all the time, you know? So, um, I mean, the ultimate goal of this is to get the body you want and just intuitively and just keep rest of life correctly. Right. You know? Yeah. So, um, I, I think that's a good time over, over, over the years of just educating them on what's, what's good food sources, what digest well for them. Like, Hey, grow on your own now. Here's some macros. And I go, look, we're done. Go, uh, go intuitively eat. Let's go, you know, come back, come back when you won't get straight for summer. Yeah. Now, now what's your opinion on free meals? Cause there's many different people that are like, uh, don't, it's going to mess up your digestion. It's going to fuck them up. But some people do like, I know you yourself have one. Yes. Um, but I mean, like you said, you're also pounding cat pounding thousands of calories. <laughs> yes. So I feel like you can get away with it more than other people can. Um, but how do you go about programming in maybe free meals into people, especially like at least for my gym pop people, I typically like to give like one type of free meal, maybe a week, just depending on their goal that it is mm-hmm. right now. If like, if we're trying to put on some muscle and like, Hey, let's, let's do a little bit less calories throughout the week. And then, then on Saturday, especially if you're in a relationship, I'm like, I'm not going to make you like do it, like shit on your relationship to get in these four or five meals. I'm like, Hey, take out this meal 
or whatever and replace it with like a free meal. So how do you go about, how do you go about like programming in free meals into your clients, like plans? Most of the time, again, it's all individual, but most yeah. of the time I'll have clients and I do free meal first four weeks. I'll, t- I'll tell them in a meeting, Hey, no free meal for first four weeks. I, w- I want to see how your body just responds. Should this whole food? Yes. And it almost goes like a detox period. Cause you know, free meals, are, free meals are great. Even clean free meals are great. But like, you know, uh, if you go to a restaurant and eat, you're still eating inflammatory oils. You're still eating those sugars that cause inflammation in your gut and can hold on to, you know, old bacteria, uh, um, um, old food, uh, old hormones, you know? So in our, it's kind of just detox your body. I'm like, Hey, just eat this, this whole food every single day. Long a few other digestive protocols I do. And then, and then after I have the freak market, they can stick to that. All right, here's a free meal, you know, and I'll give them guidelines. I'll be like, um, you know, keep the eating window below an hour, you know, it's not eat after meal plan after, after an hour. Cause of course this, you're eating two meals at that point. Uh, and, and uh, getting too many calories. It's just, it's just core control at that point. You know, um, I'll be like, um, stick to like whole foods, like build around a protein source. So get a steak and build around it. All right, I'll get some, some French fries and vegetables, you know, or, or get like a fit, you know, so something whole there. So you're not just going to eat like, um, like onion blossom, you know? So yeah. um, last but least, I'll, I'll tell them almost a mindset thing. I'll be like, Hey, look, um, use this as fuel for the next two or three workouts, you know, cause you're about to have this caloric boost here. Think about don't, don't get, don't get, um, <laughs> don't don't get uh, discouraged by this meal or feel like you make you're, you're, you're regressing use this as like fuel for your next few workouts to go hard and get new prs here you know yeah exactly um you know because if, if you get a client it's my brand you like hey you have free meal they're like ah oh, oh, what happened <laughs> you know yeah they so, always get to a point where they're like they think it's like they think what you get to is like restrictive and then they're like oh my god it's a free meal and then they go and then like it takes like and then like it blasts off <laughs> but exactly I'm, but i'm exactly like the same way i'm like hey First month is us. This is what I tell every person. I'm like, I'm not going to know your body like directly off the right off the bat. Um, sometimes you do. You've probably been there where, hey, the initial macros I gave you worked like a freaking charm. It's like, and then you just progress from there. Whereas, hey, some people get stuck in different ruts. You have to learn the body. You have to see what approach works, what approach doesn't. You might have to like change a few things. But that first month kind of gives you that headway of, hey, let's just get, let's get whole foods in you. Let's see what happens. Um, let's see what dropping that alcohol out, all these different things that are actually toxic toxic for your body. Let's see what happens when they come out and see how it responds. And then when I learn directly what works for you, that's when that's when it really starts to become magical for a coaching client, I find, is when you you find something that clicks. Because every client is every client and athlete is different with it. It's like some things might work for one client other things work for another. Um, like for me, like I have a client on a Mediterranean diet, one client on a Mediterranean diet approach. And then I have one client who's eating like 600 grams of carbs. Like there's a, there's a main difference over what works and what doesn't. Um, and I find blood work plays a huge aspect though, in figuring out what actually works and what does not for people, because it doesn't the blood work. This is why I was telling my athletes. I'm like, the blood work doesn't lie. I'm like, you could tell me all you want about how stressed or not stressed you are. I'm like, I'm going to know how, how well you're actually managing it. And it's not a bad thing. It just gives me more of an insight over how well are you actually doing with executing the plan because your blood work should be good when you execute the plan correctly and you take stress management and everything into account. For sure, for sure. You said you, uh, you build a plan based on blood work, the food, the food sources or uh, their diet, the caloric intake. Yeah, so I base, I, basic, I base some of it more on things like fasted insulin, like their blood glucose, like seeing those are how I make the decisions. 
I don't typically base it off of, or like how their LDL is and stuff like that. Like that's how I came to like making that Mediterranean diet approach um, happen was by seeing yes. his blood work and seeing, Hey, his fast insulin was a 25. Like you have to make it, you have to, you can't use carbs. Like you can use carbs. You have to be very, very careful with adding in carbs to the diet at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's in, you're in diabetic range at that point. Right. Um, so I look at blood work to kind of give me hey, a route where if something's not working, this will, if my traditional methods aren't working and different approaches just aren't working either, I do the blood work so that I can get confirmation over, hey, what do I need to do next? For sure, 100%. Yeah, I love, I love blood work. I'm addicted. I'm, addi- I'm, addicted, <laughs> I'm addicted to looking at blood work. <laughs> now, now that I've learned it from Austin, I'm like, get me as many, get me as many blood work samples as possible. I'm yes. like, I'm like, I kind of want to run my own so I can go see it. Um, it, it it's funny. Uh, I hired Austin two years ago and, um, you know, I had clients, you know, I was most clients like, you know, middle-aged women at the gym at least. And, uh, you know, they went to issues. So I was like, uh, Hey Austin, can you read that blood work? He's like, why don't you just read it? <laughs> I was <laughs> like, Oh, okay. You know, so I you know of course it looked like Chinese to me, you know? So, uh, what was the hired under, I was, uh, I was, um, I hired Austin as my mentor for about six, seven months last year. You know, he taught me to do dust tests, blood tests, and literally everything was awesome, you know. But after that, I, I, I don't know, at the time, I was like, why did I even ask a question? Like, why did Saxon teach me, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of it. And uh, no, no blood now and the uh, benefits that we can build programs and fix issues, it helps a ton. And also it increases our value as a coach. Yeah, I find when you're able to answer, hey, what's going on in the body, when you can internally fix what's going on in the body and you get that right, the outer starts to respond. For sure. Like the 100%. scale, like even though we don't give a lot to the scale, sometimes the scale starts to move in the direction that we want to see it move. Mm-hmm. The, the person starts to feel more energy. They start to thrive. They start to feel all these different things. Um, so that's what I find blood work truly does. Like, especially when it comes down to females too. Females blood work is so, so important, like imperative, especially if someone's coming off hormonal birth control or even, I mean, if they're on hormonal birth control, they're kind of, they're kind of effed anyway, right. just from it. Like, and you know what to expect, at least if you're an educated coach now, like you kind of have to, I feel like you have to know blood work now to be a really good educated coach. Like I feel like blood work is something that is a requirement now to understand and be able to, cause if you don't, I feel like you're a step behind in the game. Like, it's not like, what do you do when macros or our meal plan or whatever just doesn't work? You're like, and more cardio does not work. It's like, you can't just keep pushing, digging this person into a hole. There's something greater exactly. underneath the hood that you need to learn. Like I That's said, right. blood work, don't lie. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, and over time, they'll hire somebody who does know, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I do believe that coaching is going to more like integrated medicine side. Yeah. Um, and if you're not part of that, that uh, not part of that, that education curve, you're going to get left behind and just be a, a diet coach, you know, because like, Jace, Jace, you're a diet coach, you're a diet coach. I'm like, no, I'm more like a lifestyle coach, you know, like all around coach. Because what makes you a coach is not just their clients or their demographic, it's how, how many people they help. Like literally, you know, whether you're a 40-year-old woman, a competitor, uh, a SIBO case, you know, like what, how many people can I help efficiently and, and get the job done and help them uh, adhere their plans better, you know? Yeah. So I think we touched on the macros, we touched a little bit on blood work. What's, um, Let's kind of get a little bit into who you are a little bit. Usually I start this off with the introduction yeah, with into a little bit of, <laughs> of getting to know who you are, but kind of give me a background over how you even got like this apex training thing even started, because I think it's pretty cool to kind of hear people's journeys. Yeah. Whew. Um, so I started apex in 2016. So, um, 
um, how I got into coaching and all this stuff. Um, I've always knew I wanted to do something to help people. You know, mm-hmm. I was going to school for be a, a physical therapist and then I didn't work out and I didn't work in the oil field for a while. It was a big industry here in Louisiana. And, um, I was bouncing at a club. <laughs> hey, everybody, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, everybody sorry. I believe, like, it's like kind of crazy. All these different coaches or like any bodybuilder, like you meet, it's just like, no bouncing. matter who they are, they're like, oh, I bounced for like a year or two. It's like every yes. single person you meet has bounced at some point. Now I'm That's a smaller, right. now I'd be kind of scared of you. Like, like if you were a bouncer, <laughs> like if you look at me, everybody's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like yeah. I'm not the typical bouncer. Like Jesus Lee, like the typical bouncer. Yeah, size like, like the pro type bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody I know has been like a bouncer at some sort For of sure. point. It, it's well, as well as careers where you have to do it to know like what goes into it, you know, but it, it really is a fun job when you're young, you know, but oh, yeah. unfortunately I did it long enough to where like I saw the other side and I was like, had a, had a kid and I'm bouncing the club still to 4 a.m. Like, oh, screw this, you know, <laughs> but uh, I, I was bouncing club. I was making like uh, about 300 bucks, a, like 300 bucks a week, literally, you know? Yeah. And uh, my wife was bartending where, where, where my daughter at the time, my daughter is seven years old right now. And, uh, I was like, uh, I sat her down. I was like, hey, baby, um, I'm going to order uh, my NASM book or an ACE book. And uh, I'm going to get my P- PT cert, my personal trainer. She's like, okay. You know, so I was like, okay. okay. I was like, uh, hey, uh, you know, uh, I'm making money to where, you know, you can quit your job and, you know, I'll support you. She's like, okay. You know, okay, that was easy. And I was like, hey, <laughs> yeah. dude, one, one day we're going to have a gym, you know. She's like, okay. I was like, oh, that was easy. All right, perfect. <laughs> so, you know, ha- having her come on board, you know, with, with me. And helping the, the, all those processes out uh, was a huge blessing, you know. So, um, you know, when I credit any any type of my success, it's always redirected to my wife, you know, because yeah. I'm just the muscle, she's the brains, you know. But um, from there, I got, my, I got my certification. I started training people at a local gym. So most personal trainers, when they work somewhere, they work for a company first. There's a yeah. system involved, you know, hey, hey, come train here. And uh, we're going to teach you how to get clients, teach us stuff. Me, I was like screw that. I'm going to just go straight to like, the, I'm going to start my own company, you know? So <laughs> I, I went straight to being a contract trainer. I was gym in, uh, in this little town here in Louisiana. And um, it's funny. I got my certification. I was like, yes, yeah, God called me to do, I'm ready. You know? And dude, I sat there for three months at the this three months with no clients. I'm like, Hey, you want to train? No. Like, okay. All right. No. You know? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, is this for me? Like I'm supposed to do this, you know? And then uh, one day this, uh, this chiropractor, he came up, he's like, uh, Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll just train me. I was like, okay, cool. I trained him. And then from there, man, about my, my, um, my, my roster just blew up, you know? So, uh, you know, being able to uh, start with that one client to the end of the year, I made almost 10 grand, you know? And then, you know, have my wife quit, quit her job was just a, a huge revelation that is what I need to be doing right here, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I did my first show in 2014 and uh, my, my coach, Tom, Brian Malasaw, he, um, I was like, hey man, I want to start online coaching. What do I do? He's like, you just got to do it. <laughs> like like yeah. the best way to experience that is literally just do it. Like, okay. So I started creating like some templates online and stuff like that. And uh, I remember my, my first, my very first online clients, I was at, um, I was at this local grocery store and uh, she's, she always asked about my meals. I like some chicken, you know, like, oh, what do you eat that stuff for? You know? And there's this, uh, this girl there. I was like, Hey, uh, can I coach you? She's like, what? I was like, can I coach you online? She's like, what, what do you, I have no idea what you're talking about, you know, at the time, <laughs> it went, it went, nobody knew who that was, you know? And uh, so uh, she's like, yeah, sure. So I got her email and um, I, I gave her some macros like here, you know, let diet, do this. And dude, she just dropped pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds. She had like a six pack in like, in like, like, I don't know, three months, you know, I was like, <laughs> I'm the best coach ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, cause it's my first time and I, I just went, you know, she's, yeah. she's clearly, she's a hyper responder, you know? And, uh, but uh, uh, at the time, I was like, yeah, I'm best coach ever. Then my next client was like this uh, like 35-year-old woman, and we see any results. I'm like, I'm the worst coach ever. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, it really started there, but I think that was about 2015, 2016. And then from there, I kind of just like, 
I, 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 was, I always consider myself a part-time coach. I was a full-time training part-time coach, you know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't until uh, COVID happened, 2020, that I was like, I need to go all in with this, you know, because my gym shut down. Uh, I, I still train people in my garage, of course, but, you know, I was like, I need to go all, all in with this to have a backup plan, you know? So um, uh, I, I started investing my education, hired Austin, uh, went to the Elite Physiques uh, seminar with uh, Jason Thiebold and John Gorman. Uh, John yeah. Gorman is actually, uh, I'm, I'm actually sponsored coach by his uh, Fat Muscle Brand Supplements, which is really cool. Um, and then I, I started picking up clients, man. And uh, I went from like, I don't know, like maybe 10 to 12 online clients. And now I, I have almost almost over 80, you know, not include my- Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh dude, it's, it's insane, bro. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I can't I'm imagine. Like, I'm at like, I'm at like 14 dude. right now. Like everybody, everybody- Everybody always asks, like, what's the, what's the biggest thing you could give, like, tip-wise? Like, I've gotten asked this, and I'm like, I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I'm still new to this. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you just have to get in there. Like, you, you got to get in there. You got to go. Like, you literally have to go, and you have to, like, like you're going to have to invest a ton of money. Like, we've yes. both invested a ton of money into becoming educated and, go, and, like, doing mentorships and doing educational things to learn the right things that we need to do. But it's also, like... Like you said, you also, your second client, you failed. Like technically, yeah. like, like oh, technically oh. you failed. So it's <laughs> like, it's like you never, you never get every single client right. Like there might be a better coach for that client who might know a little bit more, who might know how to handle that scenario a bit better. And that's okay to admit. Like you have to admit that at some sort of point, if everything's not working for you, it's like, you're okay. It's not you taking away from being a bad coach. It's more so a learning experience over, Hey, why did this not work? What did I learn from it? And then you apply that to the rest of your athletes. Um, just taking care. I find with those people, even if you just take care of them, they're more likely still to refer back to you because you treated them well as a human, which we see coaches in this industry who don't teach, who don't educate people, who don't do anything. Like, like those people are like what we try not to be like completely like we want to be no matter if we get you physical results or not we want to educate you as much as we can so you have what you need um and they asked me what's the what's the thing we just jumped in like hey i didn't know what the fuck i was doing like i just gave someone macros and a check-in sheet and then you're like now it's evolved to like reading blood work and doing all these different things and it's like crazy it's crazy how you evolve as you go on but you can't you're not going to evolve if you don't even start I think I see the people with the biggest potential all the time, you know, whether it be physique wise or, 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 or how smart they are or whatever, but they never get that next level because they're scared to go all in, you know, whether it be putting themselves out there on social media, uh, talking to friends or clients or whatever, you know, and uh, that, that's what holds people back. But I never had that issue, you know, like some called the, uh, going around now, it's called the imposter syndrome, you know? Yeah. Like, I never had that. I, I, maybe I'm just dumb enough. I'm like, yeah, I believe myself. <laughs> you know, so, you, know you, you, you have to believe your own BS at some point, you know, for you to really be successful. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I get imposter syndrome like every freaking weekend that I do check-ins. It's okay. <laughs> so, so I'm like the polar opposite over here. Okay, okay, okay. I got, um, you, got you, got you, got you. It's just like, I think being newer, I kind of just get it. Like like being surrounded by like you and the other big coaches and seeing yeah. so many people have success. And sometimes like you feel like failing a client is going to look bad on you. Like that's mm-hmm. the like that's the thing I'm talking about. Like I failed with a client. Like I failed with multiple clients. Yeah. Like 100% in this past year and a half. Have I learned, have I had some clients who are great, who have had success? Absolutely. Like you're not going to have success with everybody, but I hate that imposter syndrome shit. I fucking hate it, dude. It's like the worst thing. It's the worst thing ever. Like you think you're a shit coach. Like, it's like, like you said, like, 
hey, I succeeded with this coach. I'm a great coach. And then next yeah. thing you know, you're failing. You're like, I'm a shit coach. I'm the worst. And, then, and then you always like hyper focus in on that shit client that you had that didn't yeah. get results. Like that's really where it comes down to. It's who can push past that too. Mm. I also find too, people also don't do what you said, which is put themselves out on social media. I think a lot of people hold, hold back what knowledge they have because they think clients are just going to come to them. For sure, for sure. And for sure. I've done I've done the polar opposite. I just well, I just share everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just literally share everything. You know, um, kind of going back to what you said about you know failing at a client, you know, to just brush it off and say it was their fault is such a cop out. Yeah, you know, because there's always something you can do better. And uh, my, my first coach um, who mentored me, he said, uh, if you ever mess up, ever and anything, even say your fault, if you ever mess up, let's sting. And, learn, and grow from it, you know, and that's what I, I, I uh, create a lot of my, a lot of my growth for is because I, I um, um, what's the word? I take blame on, on I take, not blame, <laughs> okay, I think right now, um, I'm, I take fault in things and learn from them, you know, like I'll, mm-hmm. I'll take ownership, you try to say, clearly, yeah. I'll take ownership in their success or their failure and learn from it, you know, so when we did something right, I always go back, all right, we're going to do good here, all right, I did wrong, we're going to do wrong here, and let's, let's go from it, you know, yeah. and I think a lot of people with my mindset who just kind of don't, like, just kind of live life, and I, I'm pretty carefree, bro, if you're, if you're like, you know, ask my wife, everybody, like, I don't care about much, you know, um, but, you know, um, taking ownership in, in things that you did well or wrong is important to self-growth for sure. Yeah, I think, well, I think that could be a whole nother podcast within itself about taking ownership of actions. I feel like a lot of people nowadays, like you said, kind of shuffle that blame onto others when it's really their actions that lead them to that point. Like everybody, like I'm, I can't tell you how many times I've been recommended to read the book Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink or, or I've read Dichotomy of Leadership actually, and it kind of touches on this, but like you are the owner of every single action that you take. Like every single thing that you do is you, like you can't blame it on someone else. The point is to not blame it on someone else. Cause you don't learn if you blame it on someone else, exactly. you're just taking, you're just taking that cheap route to say, Oh, it's whatever. Like, like use it. Like you said, use it as a growing opportunity to truly burst yourself past that and grow as a human. Because if you don't grow, like everybody says, like you're kind of just remaining stall and who wants to be with people that just stall and don't do anything. And uh, and kind of my coach said, he said, he didn't say just take ownership, he said, let's sting, you know? Yeah. I felt very interesting because any type of growth in life or, you know, in your mindset, whatever, it, it takes pain, right? You know, so, you know, if you really let's sit there, let's sting, you can literally go from like pruning a tree. Like if, if, if this tree is growing upwards, you know, and I have these branches that grow outwards, I got to cut those branches off. That hurts, you know, a lot of times yeah. those are old habits, old hangups that might be holding you, holding back. But by you cutting those, you provide more nutrients to the ones that are growing in the right direction here, you know? Yeah. So, you know, um, that, that's, that's really good. Yeah. No, I, I think I go through a lot of pain, but that just might be like day. I don't know. I don't know. That that's that's kind of where my that's where my growth is sinking right now. I'm like I'm like looking. I'm like kind of like thinking in my head like your your training videos, and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't look too bad. And then all of a sudden, like Jay starts to like scream, and I'm like, and then like his legs just start to like compulse, and I'm like, oh god, he's going through some pretty rough shit right now. I'm like, then I realized that he's probably doing like the stack on a leg extension. I'm like, this definitely fucking hurts. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny, man. People ask me all the time because you know they see me train like, dude, you're crazy. Like. 
I've been that way my whole life. I remember like in football, like I said, like, I used to be like slap my head before I do a power clay. You see me pumped up, you know, like yeah. I always, always, always be that way. Uh, I always train that way. Well, with, even when I was in high school, you know, so, you know, come to bodybuilding, I found out that's how you grow. I'm like, Oh, perfect. You know? <laughs> well, I thought the best thing is you just like on your, on your captions, on your stories, you're just like, ah, they're like, you probably get asked this a million times. You're like, how do people respond to you training around here? Oh, and then dude. you're just like, you're just like, oh, they expect it. Like you would expect they like the dudes behind you to be like staring at you directly. And they're like, they're just going along they with their walking. business as you're like <laughs> yes. screaming out. Don't yelling. look at them. Don't look yeah, at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the same way doing legs. I'm like very intense when I do legs. There's a yeah. lot of like noises. There's a lot of yelling. It's mm-hmm. more so at myself rather than at whatever. And it's like, just let it be. It's like, be, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, but I mean, also like, I know I'm 6'2", I'm 290 pounds. Like you can't expect me to train that way. Like I'm not yeah. a loud person. So like when I'll train, I'm of course be louder, you know? So, yeah. uh, but my clients see me videos and they see me videos like, you're oh, my top set. I'm like, if you're not shaking and screaming, like, you know, or making some type of noise on your last few reps, it's not top set, you know? So uh, uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll scold them for that too. 100%. <laughs> I'm like on a hack squat. I'm like on hack squat. Your legs should be going like this, going up, yeah. like, going oh, up on the last rep. Shaking. Everything, yeah. everything. Oh. Dude, I remember when you get the elbow, when you get the elbow, like when you get the elbow movement, you're like, that's a, that's a good rep. You're like, that's a good rep. Go. That's a rep. Exactly. I tell, I actually tell every single person I'm like, fail. I'm like, if you no matter what on a hack squat, you're going to, you're going to be safe. Like you're not going to get crushed unless you're on one that doesn't have a safety on the bottom, which they all should. Um, but I'm like, if you're safe to fail on it, I'm like, you're going until you're literally at the bottom. I'm like, I could care less if you get up. I was like, you have to get it. You have to find a way to get up. But I'm like, if you fail, you at least fail at the bottom going for that rep exactly. rather than like just wasting time. Like you're sure. like, you're, you don't know what you could if you don't go for it. That's right. It also is a mindset thing. It shows them you're not going to die if you fail, you know, because some people are so scared to fail in a set, you know, and, and, you know, get stuck at the bottom. I'm like, you, you lived. All right, good. I'll do it again. <laughs> Until your heart starts to burst out of your chest and you're like, oh, now, now I'm dead. <laughs> now I'm dead. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, right. Um, I know we're heading towards the end. Um, I know you got to go work out. So we're going to, we're going to finish it up here. Um, you've probably listened to the podcast before, but I finished with the same three questions for every single person. Yeah. Um, what three things do you want people to take away from this episode, whether it's meal plans, your life, um, what we just kind of just chatted about anything. Um, number one, communicate with your coach. Uh, tell him what you did good or tell him or her what you, what you did good, bad, uh, what you think is happening with your body. Just the more communication you have, the better, you know, because um, a lot of people that like think like, oh, I want to bother him with this question or it's just a dumb question. There's no such thing as dumb question. The more uh, feedback we have from you and see where your head's at, the better we can evaluate progress and, and know where to uh, pivot our training and go next. Um, second thing, if you're not shaking or uh, screaming on your last few reps of your top set, you're not doing a top set there and, and you're hindering your progress, you know, um, as much as you think you're intrinsic and, you know, you keep on the inside, you know, there has to be some form of, uh, of struggle to, uh, to, to grow and, uh, in order to ca- cause some type of blunt force trauma in order to cause muscle response, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, third thing, oof. Like I said, bro, I'm tired. I can't talk right now for some reason. <laughs> like I couldn't, fall, I couldn't uh, pick up words earlier. Uh, so, oh man, eat the carbs. That's that's eat the, the carbs. Yeah, yeah, eat, eat the, the carbs. <laughs> eat eat all the carbs. Oh, oh, the oh, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. So, at some point in, in your in your fitness, pro, you know, journey, you're gonna be very 
not, not uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. Uh, and that's just you growing, you know? Uh, so right now I'm, I'm on the other six months ago, I was zero call for four weeks. I was very uncomfortable, but I got bone shredded. And now on the other side where I'm eating and so I can almost puke every single meal. And, uh, but guess what? I'm making progress here, you know? So, um, hire somebody that, that does the work also. So you can always look to them whenever you're struggling. Yeah. Um, next, what three books and or podcasts would you recommend everybody either read or listen to? Um, right now, read Beyond the the Beyond Appeal uh, by uh, Jolene Bright, Dr. Jolene Brighton. It's really good. Um, has a lot uh, of do with hormonal uh, dysregulations uh, for women. So I read that one. Uh, podcast for sure. This one <laughs> <laughs> um, for sure. Uh, uh, for sure, this one and uh, man, another book. I, I think core is all connection. I mean, though, you know, those are like those pretty generic right there for coaching right now, but uh, you, you can't beat learning stress markers and, uh, and how, how the effects of uh, stress in the human body because uh, yeah. it's more it's more applicable uh, to, to what we do than anything else, honestly. Yeah. Stress management is the number one key. I think sleep 100. and stress management. I say this to every single athlete. I'm like, those are the, those are the two biggest keys besides getting in the food. I'm like, if you don't manage those two things or prioritize those two, I'm like, you're in for zero progress being made literally i'm like so take it seriously i think that was probably the best book that i've read this year i read that in like five awesome. days i did oh, wow. I, blew th- I blew through that book it was so good um, I, I do this thing bro like I'll, I'll literally read it non-stop i'll get to like halfway and it takes me like a year to finish it somehow you know I'm like <laughs> now open another book do the exact same thing so i'm like i'm like 10 books spread around my house just like i'm not finished I'm like i'll finish them one day you know yeah um last, <laughs> it, last... It's, it's, it's not what you learn it's what you actually pick up so you can read the whole yeah. book five times but if you're not applying in the techniques there you, you, you're not uh, actually getting the benefit of reading the book yeah so, exactly you know? It's, how, it's everything. It's with coaching. You can, you can have all the knowledge in coaching, all the knowledge on blood work, all the knowledge on everything. But if you don't know how to apply it to a human body, it's worth you're, you can't coach. It's That's like right. all of it comes down to it's application plus knowledge plus experience equals a good coach. Um, last question, probably going to be the easiest one that you answer today. Where can people find you? Um, Instagram, coaching, um, training, anything that you want to kind of shout out your time to go. Uh, mostly Instagram. Uh, I'm pretty active on there. I do a lot of stories. Uh, and that's the, at Jace Lopez. Uh, Facebook, Jace, Jace Lopez. I do have a website. It's more for my, my local gym, but uh, that's Apex Train LA. So, um, but just hit me on Instagram, at Jace Lopez. You see, push me, me, my kid, my wife. So, <laughs> awesome. Well, um, Jace, thank you for coming on the show. Um, everybody, thank you for listening to this episode. If you guys did enjoy this episode, um, one thing that you guys could do is tag both of us, share it on your story, tag both of us on there, um, share it with a friend. Um, you guys probably got some knowledgeable stuff over why we prefer um, meal plans over macros. Um, there's a whole debate about it, whatever. We kind of just put the nail in the coffin over why it's better, but other people have opinions. Um, this is why we get people on the show to have those um, because I have coaches who just do macros. Um, but if you guys did enjoy this episode, share it out definitely tag us on Instagram. We love, we love when people share the love back or actually listening to us and actually taking away things. Um, definitely go swipe all the way down to the bottom of the Apple page, leave us a five-star review, leave us a rating, um, and definitely subscribe to the podcast for more content coming to you. Got some pretty cool guests lined up coming on the show pretty soon. Um, Lauren Conlin's actually coming on next month and I am so excited to get her on. Um, so thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Ace of Spada podcast.